Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Around the Record with me, Mike. And me, Greg. Welcome back for another one. A cool one this time. Start of the Pioneer series, right? Yeah, it's a whole it's a series that we're just gonna go through and talk about the pioneers in different genres. It's gonna be cool. We got a special guest today. Yeah. We like to bring special guests on sometimes, as y'all know. Um but this time we got somebody. I'm gonna introduce. I know him very well. It's my guy, like forever and for a long time. Um, he's a is a rap genius. He's also a great rapper in his own right. He's got so many other talents. Everybody knows him right now. He's showing the showcasing the DJ and talents all over the world, right? Um, well, we got this guy. You know him, hometown hero, Jay Real. Welcome to the Mike and Greg. Yo, What's up? How, How you been? doing, man? Doing good. We're doing good. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing very well, man. Doing very well, man. Um, appreciate y'all bringing me on to the show, man. Um, I love what y'all have going on, and I check it out on Spotify all the time, and and um, just um, just very appreciative to be um, have been asked to be on. Be happy to have you, man. No doubt, it's gonna be great. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. We were, we were talking about doing this hip-hop, doing this Pioneer series, and we were like, let's just do hip-hop. And I was told, Mike, I'm like, man, I know the perfect person who embodies all of hip-hop. And I had to get you on. I'm glad you accepted. Um, he did. He yes, spoke he very highly of you. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Me and um, uh, Greg, uh, that, that's, that's, that's where we go by Greg. <laughs> yeah, he don't, they don't call me Greg, but yeah, I'm Greg on the show. Yeah. I'm Greg. <laughs> I've ever called you Greg, man. Never. But, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that's weird. But uh, we go back, man, to like uh, man, like middle school time. You know, yeah. uh, you know, music, man. Like yo, yeah, like all of it, man. Just from hip hop to R and B, even talking pop, country. Yeah. You know, and just just you know doing it all, man. So. For sure. It's great to have this conversation with you, gentlemen gonna be great jay real has also done radio yeah. i mean he's 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 not talking about himself a lot but he's used to this type of platform where he's talking to the people and being a part of like this type of media so it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good yeah let me let me give you run down my resume real quick man it's um <laughs> pretty long but I, i'll yeah, be let's brief. Hear it. yeah so i've i've done um uh, done college radio um Hip hop show. I've done a, a, a TV show on college uh, radio. Also with that, um, I've done. Um, I was a business manager. Graduated from ODU. Um, went on to commercial radio. Done sales and commercial radio. Uh, left there and did um, local uh, news TV for four years. And now working local government television been there for like eight and a half years and also like you said been DJing for over 15 years um, doing my own music for over 20 years uh, from producing engineering um, videoing um, done a ton of things dealt and worked with a lot of national artists from Def Jam to Interscope to Warner Brothers um, yeah. Priority um, many labels uh, so we have been been around for quite a few years. Yes, quite a yeah. few years. That's true. Dude is dude is one of the best, man. Y'all, it's so much you can say. Right. Yeah, he's legit. 
I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> no yes. joke. Yes, appreciate it. Yeah. So today, though, we talked. Kind of said it. We got the Pioneer series. Um, we, it's, we're gonna do. We're gonna try to touch every genre. I think that we possibly can touch with this Pioneer series. Um, and I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah. we start, starting off with hip hop. Um, and this is. I gotta say this. We figured we, we, we. Oh, go ahead. Say it. No, before we got on the air, <laughs> I just gotta say this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I didn't realize she doesn't wear eyebrows. <laughs> like, I really do have to say it because it's. I'm, I can't stop thinking about it. It's like, except for one time, she actually had eyebrows during the color purple, and. But she every we looked at every picture. Every picture she cut them off. So it, it's, it's a shock to me. Hopefully it's a shock to you as well. If not, maybe I'm just out of the loop of those type of things. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how many people already know it too. Like, what the the percentage of people that don't know it versus do? Because Candace was like, "Yeah, I've known it forever." Yeah, she was like, "You're an idiot. I already knew that." I'm like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry." Sorry for not being in the loop with the eyebrowless <laughs> people, <laughs> but it's and, not something you you think about though. Like you you look at someone, you just you see them with eyebrows. It's it's you, odd you to do. see someone without eyebrows. From now on, everybody I look at, I'm gonna be like, man, look at your eyebrows. I mean, they're so nice, or something. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be mad weird from now on. Looking at people's faces, <laughs> just look at their face very intently to try to figure out that it everything is there or not especially with mask on now all you see is their eyes and their eyebrows anyway so yeah, yeah. i'm paying attention to eyebrows all for rest of, for the rest of this year eyebrow city <laughs> but no uh i guess i go first we talked about it. i go first this week and i should go first <laughs> because of the person that i have um and it's not whoopi goldberg even though she did rap, man, I was, I was really looking forward to a, a gold a whoopee po- profile. I'm telling you, she rapped on Sister Act, so she could be in this one day. Not as a pioneer though, but <laughs> I got my guy. Not really my guy. Everybody else's guy, maybe. Um, his name DJ Cool Herc, um, or Clive Campbell, as they know him, his real name. Um, so I guess I'll just go, right? Y'all ready? Do it. Bam. All right. You still there, J-Real? Wait a minute. He's gone. Uh-oh. J-Real. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he disappeared. Oh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> cool Herc. All right. Cool Herc. Clive Campbell, born April 16, 1955 in West Kingston, Jamaica. Um, he moved okay. to the Bronx. He moved to the Bronx. Uh, of course, everybody wants to go to New York. I feel like every every time we talk about an artist, it's something about New York that gravi- that it, they gravitate to New York in some at some point in their career. Um, but he moved there in 1967. He was just it's 12. an entertainment hub. It really is, yeah. And I guess coming from Jamaica, or when you're coming from out of the country, period, you're probably like, I gotta make it to New York because it's like, yeah the capital of America, I guess you can call it, you know, if you really wanted to give it one. Um, 
So yeah, he was 12 years old. The the social capital of America, maybe. It is. Entertainment capital, maybe, but, I guess. Or would that be yeah. L.A.? Maybe L.A. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much. L.A. is very specific, you know. It's it's really just film and television and some music, whereas New York kind of has a mix of everything. Yeah, that's true. Not saying L.A. doesn't, but it's 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 mainly... But anyway, anyway, that's another topic. And there's more songs about New York. I mean, everybody's singing <laughs> yeah, about New York. There's true. no L.A. songs, or maybe, maybe it is somewhere. But um, I bet there's a bunch of L.A. songs. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel California, California Love. California Love. That's hip hop. <laughs> that's the only one. No. <laughs> no, man. There's many more. California Dreaming. Yeah. California Surfing. California Girls. California Girls. That's just true. That's true. But I bet it's like 10,000 more New York songs, though. Or at least they're more popular. Yeah. They're more popular. New York has, has more anthems. But, I mean, you, you got, I mean, like, um, this is how we do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are, the, the songs aren't necessarily named after, New, after California, but they talk a lot of California stuff in it. That's true. That's how Martin, this is how we do it. Even though it's kind of R&B-ish, but it's, it's kind of like... You know, hip hop kind of cross R and B for many years. So. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. A lot of hip, a lot of hip hop California songs, especially when the West Coast rap started to come into play later on. And um, in hip hop, I feel like early on hip hop, like with Cool Herc, a lot of those, it pretty much started in New York though, hip hop. Um, from from what they yeah. say, yeah. So yeah, I mean he he started out in the Bronx. He was twelve. Um, they called him Hercules because he was huge. If you see him today, he's still like crazy diesel, like big, yeah. strong, big, strong guy. Um, so Cool Herc started out doing art, graffiti artists. Um, mm-hmm. And he wasn't, he didn't, wasn't doing music or anything until his dad, who's from Jamaica, brought a, a, a stereo system. And um, he didn't know how to put it together. Didn't know how to get sound out of it. So he asked his son, Cool Herc or Clive, to get it going for him. So he did. Hooked it up and um, got it going. So he used to, so, so since, since he got it going, his dad let him keep it. He kept it in his bedroom. Um, and he would play like James Brown records and play, of course, reggae music because they're from Jamaica um, on it. So skip all of all of that stuff like that to get to how he his impact on hip hop. He used to love um, the drop of other tracks like funk. He he mainly used a lot of Jamaican stuff initially, but of course hip hop turned into a lot of like funk jazz loops over and over again. Mm-hmm. But um, he started off with he called it the get down part. He coined that term. You got to sample the get down part of the track and loop it and then you can start doing doing your thing um or a break so they call they say that he's the founder of rap because he used to host these parties on his sound system that his dad brought um and he would play with play these records and loop the get down part and he would do this thing called toasting is a um Toasting is a Jamaican lyrical chanting sound or style, which kind of originated in dance hall music and reggae music um, over like a rhythm. So he would do that 
over these sample loops, which was kind of like rapping. You know what I mean? But he didn't really know what it was. He was just taking from what he learned from his Jamaican roots. So people in the party like Grandmaster Flash, um, Grandmaster Kaz, and a couple, maybe one more other prominent DJ kind of heard it and was like, this is dope. Let's go take it and put more rhymes over it than just this little small toasting, like shout outs over it. Um, so his big break, quote unquote break, happened when he was 16 years old. Um, he DJed his sister's party at a recreation room. And his system was so loud, they said that it would shake the ground when he played his records. Um, so that thing had to be insane to be outside shaking the ground. Um, uh, let's keep going around his life. Skip past that. The dude did a bunch of, he was, he was like the hottest DJ in New York. Everybody came out to him to see what he was going to do because he had the best system. Other DJs tried to have parties, but their sound was so trash. People were like, nah, <laughs> we can't even feel your music. Let's go do to a cool Herc party. Um, Cool Herc later, <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Forget you, Cool Herc is a man." Cool Herc later gave credit to yeah, this you guy. gotta you gotta feel that music, man. You gotta feel hip hop, man. You gotta feel reggae for sure. Like, I hate listening to reggae yeah. on an AM radio station. It is the absolute worst when you can't feel the bass, you can't feel the kick. It's like, come on, man. This isn't hip hop. This isn't reggae. But um, are, are there a lot of Reggae on AM stations? You'd be surprised. You'd be crazy huh. surprised. You never know what you're going to find on AM stations. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. I never listened to AM, so I, I, I don't know. I've yeah. listened to like, sports and stuff on AM, but that's, that's about it. Some of the best, I think some of the best music is on AM, and you can find it. It might be a little staticky, but they have some of the best playlists on AM. It's kind of weird. Not, I guess they're not as controlled by the, the labels and Viacom or whoever um, as far as what to play. Yeah. They play your real jams that you want to hear. Um, but Cool Herc ended up crediting later on his style of, like, talking over the beat to a Jamaican artist named Ewert or Ewert Beckford. Um, Spell that. E-W-A-R-T. I think it's Ewert or Ewert. 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 Ert. Ert Beckford. Ert. Ert. His, <laughs> his stage name was Uroy. Um, and he pretty much was a pioneer of the toasting I was talking about, where you talk over a beat um, in like a syncopated style um, or a chant mm -hmm. over a rhythm. So Uroy is the founder of that. Cool Herc took that from Uroy and put it over his sampled beats, and that was the birth of hip-hop as we know it, you know? Um, he ended up making a crew called the Herculoids, and they would, you know, go around doing all these parties, and they would spit these little short lines over his beats. Um, and other guys like the Africa Bombada, everybody, KRS-One, Shabba Ranks, they all fed off of what Cool Herc's original style. Um, he literally 
I mean, Grandmaster Flash stole his style, honestly. Um, completely stole his style and, and became like a major superstar. But what's sad, and he did his life, honestly, his, I'm almost done with this because he didn't have a long career. He didn't really get famous as far as like mainstream, didn't have any crazy, any album sales or anything like that. He just, mm-hmm. he just invented the style and everybody else in New York took it and branched off of it and made it great. Um, he developed like a really bad crack habit. Uh, when his, his dad died, he didn't know how to cope with it. And um, so he started doing drugs and he said it just took over his life. He, he just didn't know how to handle it. Um, and then like, and I think in 19, 1977, he was stabbed a bunch of times in a club and ended up spending like a month in the hospital. And after oh, that, wow. after he got out of the hospital, he literally ne- was was never in the music business again until maybe when they had the hip hop honors. I want to say like four years ago, Cool Herc was up there as one of the pioneers, but he never um, was able to make, I guess, make what he deserved off of developing this sound that has branched off into what we know as hip hop, one of the biggest genres of music today. Cool Herc mm-hmm. is the man who was credited as the father of this um, this music. So that's my that's my Cool Herc. He doesn't nice. have much. He I have... feel like you know what's yeah. interesting about. Wait, I was just saying, you know what's interesting about that is is it's with a lot of things. Like you can be the person who kind of gets things going, and somebody else kind of takes it and and takes it to another level and and gets all the credit for it you know yeah yeah i was i was gonna say the same thing i feel like that more often than not the people who create something aren't the the people who perfect it or get all the credit for it they just they pioneer it they create it and then someone else runs with that yeah it's it's kind of sad it's kind of sad though because i mean I feel like you you would do a lot of hard work to try and wait a minute. Oh yes, never mind. I thought it wasn't. Um, I feel like it it takes a lot to be the pioneer of something because today's music. I feel like there's hardly any original ideas. Everything is oh let's go and revamp what someone did in the '90s, you know, and mm-hmm. make it our own. I feel like he really needs. I don't know. That should be like a a. a pioneer fund or something i mean give give this man something because he missed out on a lot he can't copyright i guess you can't copyright and um an idea i mean i don't know you know back then you can't be like i don't know it's 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 really it's really it's really sad how his career ended honestly Um, yeah but you know sometimes it's like people just you know you what what your contribution is everybody has their own you know, what they're bringing to it. You know, sometimes your contribution may be to start it. And, you know, it's like running a race. You know, you, you might be the person who, who gets us out to a league and it's, a, it's somebody else who's who's finishing the race and they're going to get us over the finish line. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like that person normally gets the flowers, but, you know, you yeah. started the race. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, at least yeah, I guess at least the rappers in the game probably give him his respect. Hopefully, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully that's that's why I think you know it's not often that um you, people pay homage to the uh, foundation of things, you know, mm-hmm. especially with this new generation of hip hop. But um, you know, I think it's is important. That's like for me, I, I wanted to make sure that um I was able to you know know the roots of anything I get into especially when it becomes like with music you know I love music so much I think it's just important for me to just know the roots of you know hip-hop of DJing of you know how it all began you know so you know I feel like you're you're baseless if you just come in on on the 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 surface of things yeah but but what makes an artist I think real dope is like when you really know you know, the the foundation of where it came from, you know, why when you say something a certain way, why you say it that way and just you know, just know everything about it. Yeah. And I'm all yeah, I'm all for giving credit where credit is due, man. Like I always talk about my inspirations. I would never I would never be like this is me, 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 because I feel like as, as, even Cool Hurt was inspired by someone, you know? So it's like to not give yeah, him... I mean, well, his, well, his whole style was sampling other records, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. But I know I found... Um, I actually think... And I'll talk about this later, though. So, that's, who's next? Who's next? <laughs> I think Jay Real is next. J- J- yeah. Uh, what, me? Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. Well, you know, since you're talking about Cool Herc, I think I think it's good to also take it to the um, to the, another founder, you know. And I I want to say Sugar Hill Gang. All right. You know, it's more than just one artist. It was a group of three. And uh, the reason why I want to talk about Sugar Hill Gang, not that I was a big huge fan of the Sugar Hill Gang, but their contribution to hip hop was um, was rather interesting. You look at the Sugar Hill Gang. They were actually the first. They, they they created the first rap song, the first commercial rap song. Let's put it that way, and which was uh, "Rappers Delight," which came out actually in 1979. And um, you know, it, it started to chart, and then they put out other records like "Apache," uh, "Eighth Wonder," um, and they they kind of took, they, they made hip hop this this commercial thing. But the most interesting part about that is that if you really kind of dig into um, the roots of, of hip hop, the Sugar Hill Gang, when they when they the way they were founded, it was a lady um, Sylvia Robinson. She was a producer. You know, people. It's like you hear about what's going on on the streets, and so she already had a record label. Her and her husband, and they were like, you know, we'll just put something together. This hip hop thing. So they took a chance, and they was looking for you know, some rappers. And back then, it was just kind of like young teenager, you know, black, hip-hop-looking guy. Hey, man, go and rap. You know, just <laughs> say something. Yeah. And so she was outside a record. She was actually outside a, a radio station. And um, I want to say it was uh, uh, Henry Hank, Big Hank, uh, Big Bank Hanks, Henry Johnson, Jackson. He was uh, actually there, and she had asked, do you know any rappers? And 
him, he he wasn't a rapper, but he remembered some of the raps that other groups used to say, like in the parks and stuff like that. And so what he did was he started uh, rapping one of the, the lyrics that he heard, you know, and Sylvia was like, oh, that's great. Do you know anybody else? And he went and grabbed a couple of his buddies and they hopped in her car and they went over to the studio and just start, you know, recording. First thing recorded was Rappers of Light. And so they basically just, it was no hook to the song because it was no no real format. They just kept getting on the mic and going after each other, after each other. But the rhymes that they were spitting were other groups' rhymes. Yeah. And in fact, the, the rhymes actually came from uh, the Cold Crush. Facts. You know what's uh, crazy about that yeah. song? One day we were com- taking, mm-hmm. a, we're taking a road trip back from um from home, and the uh, rappers delight came on. And this is my first time ever hearing the whole version of it. The song is like twenty five minutes long. Like, oh it's crazy. That's that's the song. That if I'm DJing, I put that song going when I'm ready to get something to eat. <laughs> if I gotta go to the bathroom, for sure. It's either that song or "Do I Do" by uh, Stevie Stevie Wonder. I oh yeah, song on. It's like, and I go and make my runs. <laughs> but yeah, they were just you're right. They were just rapping, just saying, just just nonstop, dip, 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 dip. Just keep going. I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they weren't their rhymes, which which is it's, which is very interesting because the number one rule to hip hop is. You write your, you 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 know hit the, the thing that separates a hip hop artist from like an R and B artist is that a hip hop artist writes their own rhymes. Yeah. When you hear about artists like Puff Daddy, you know having ghostwriters or you know any other artist having a ghostwriter, it's, it's like the the carnal sin in hip hop. That's yeah. the thing you don't do. But the first hip hop record that was ever created was a bite. <laughs> that's you true. know that that's very very. Very, very intriguing to me. Yeah, definitely. So, are you are you saying that we should now, as, as hip hop artists, be okay with not writing our own rhymes? No, 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 be no, okay. no, no, no. Because the found, I just, the- I just, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like it's a, uh, um, you know how when you have heroes and you look up to your heroes and then you meet them and then you're like, ah, you know, they he's not as great as I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it is. It's like you're like, yo, man, this is this rapper's delight. You know, this was it. You know, this is the first hip hop record. The hip, the hop, the hip, the hip, the hip, hip hop don't stop. You know, but that wasn't them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, and you're finding the guy behind the curtain. It's like, ah, oh, man, I, yeah, I, I was more interested in this big figure thing. You know, yeah, that's kind of so. Crazy. Did they ever? Were there ever any like legal implications or anything? Did it? Did anyone sue them no, for doing that? No, because see, back then it was like, you know, just saying with cool hurt. It, it was, it was like, you know, this is what you did. It, it was, it was street respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speak on the street or whatnot, but it, but, but somebody would respect you from the lyrics. You, like I said, rappers delight is what. In, in the Sugar Hill Gang, that's when it became commercialized, and that's when you have Sylvia Robinson's inking, you know, the, the, the Sugar Hill Gang, and and that's that's when you kind of got into the commercial stuff, and and it was somebody behind the music making the money, and it wasn't the artist. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when you have like like a Jay Z when he comes out on Isn't, he says, 
uh, um, I'm overcharging for what they did to the cold curse. You know, because the cold curse basically got raped and cheated out of their stuff. You know. Yeah. They used to make these tapes. You know, the cold curse would make tapes, and it was the mm-hmm. uh, Fabulous Five, the Furious Five, and they would just you know go back and at each other with these tapes and stuff and put them out there, and then you had to basically the, the the street pushers just pushing out these tapes and you know everybody was listening to the tapes and you know that's how you know the, the, the um sugar hill gang found out about their records you know their lyrics and stuff man <laughs> that's crazy most famous well i wouldn't say they're the most famous thieves of all time <laughs> as far as music goes <laughs> we know who yeah that is. uh <laughs> <laughs> We huh. want to say Led Who Zeppelin. Is it? Who is it? You know, it's Led uh-huh. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin and Sugar Hill Gang have a lot in common, I guess. But <laughs> still in music. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess the other, I mean, the Sugar Hill Gang, did it, they never make a lot of, they didn't make a lot of money, did they, from their, in their careers? No, no, no. They only put out, um, I want to say, four albums. Okay. Uh, four studio albums. They kind of they kind of stopped in like '85, and then they came back in like '94. And and you know by by the time '94 got here, I mean you had hip hop has changed. You know you had Biggie, you had um, Tupac out there, you had Nas, and you know it was, it was all different. You had yeah. to write you had to really write your own rhymes then, mm-hmm. so they, it just wasn't the same for them. But um, I mean they had a good run about four like five or six years or, or whatnot. Did they ever chart? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the um, charts it was uh thirty six, but U.S. R&B charts it was number four, and oh, wow. their highest peak was uh actually in the U.K. at number three. Okay, I mean that's not bad for some old but, school. And then you know they came with um. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. and at the time on a new genre that wasn't even a genre, you know what I'm saying? It's like a whole new, totally different record. It was yeah. like, you know, people had to figure out what is this, and then they had to start liking it, you know? And I'm pretty sure it was very difficult to get the radios to play it. You know, it wasn't a hip-hop station. Yeah. You know, uh, basically Luther Vandross on. He's like, yo, play this out to Luther. <laughs> so. That's true. AM, AM radio not going to play it. That's for sure. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say one of my favorite, my, one of my favorite records by them, or at least as a DJ to play, is Apache. You know, I play that very often. Isn't that and, the Will Smith uh, um, dance one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was that. It was a Sugar Hill. Um, it, they, they did the dance in the video or whatnot, but um, okay. Will Smith and Carlton made it real popular in what ninety two, ninety three on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's that song is actually sampled by the um the bongo. Is it is it the bongo band? Okay. Ah, uh, it's uh, you, you you got my mind working right now. It's um <laughs> it's actually it's, it's called I think it's the, the Great Bongo Band or something like that. Basically, you know, back in the seventies, eighties, they would have um. Uh, uh, studio musicians, and so and, and this happened in the sixties and stuff too. A lot of a, a lot of Motown records were were made with studio musicians. 
So, like, for instance, oh, yeah. let's say you had Jackson 5, and it wasn't them playing on their record, but when you see the video when they're on tour, you know, it seems like it's them playing on their record because they were musicians, but it really wasn't them. You know, the, I think the, um, what's that one group? Was it the Eagles? I think they were very popular, were very famous for not playing their own music. It was studio musicians. But anyway, yeah. this oh, one guy put oh, together yeah, yeah. the great, great bungalow band, great bungalow band, and, you know, it was basically studio musicians who never really got uh, credit for what they did, and he just got all these musicians together, they played stuff, and it was a bongo player that did those bon- that bongo beat in the um, Apache song, yeah. and that song has just sampled over and over and over and over again. Um, just as much as the uh, the funky drummer from James Brown. Oh, yeah, that's a joke. You know, it's sampled over and over in hip-hop. When you listen to different records, like, you'd be like, yeah, that, that song just keeps being sampled over and over again. But yeah. Apache was like one of the first records to sample it. The incredible Bongo Band. The dude. Incredible, that's what it is. Incredible Bongo Band. I mean, they had like twenty-five people in that band. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but because in different different times, different people was playing in it. Wow. Hey, they they're infamous now. Nobody even knows what else they've done. Now I gotta look them up. Yeah, yeah. I think they did like the first song that they did, the one that they were sampled by uh, for Apache, was actually on like a soundtrack to like a a B-rated movie or something like that. Ah, uh, okay. That <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Sugar Hill. I mean, it's, another, it's still another unfortunate event where these do. Even though and I don't even feel that bad for them though, because they, I mean. They stole their, their mute. Did they steal Apache too? The lyrics? Uh, I'm not too sure about that. Um, I think probably by then they probably had to come up with their own stuff. Yeah. But I know rappers at night, all of the all of the lyrics on that it was just other raps from like Fabulous Five and and um, Cold Crush. Right. <clears throat> Cold Crush. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that's funny. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out the Bongo Band, the Incredible Bongo Band. Definitely, I love finding new music, new artists. They might be jamming, yeah. honestly. Yeah, you you might be able to sample something from it. That's true. I'm gonna sample them for this new project I'm working on. It's taking forever to finish it, <laughs> but it, it's coming. <laughs> Musical toast. Musical toast, man. It's coming. It's 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 coming. It's coming. I got yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I got a I got some artists up there, man. That's there to hold up. Like I still got to get you on there. You already know you on it, but it's like I got some other artists like that are that that are just being kind of very hard to um <laughs> to get the stuff done. You know, like either they won't send me their stuff or their management is like we'll get back to you, and they haven't. And I got to keep like getting with them. And then they still like, oh, yeah, we haven't forgot about it and this and that. But um, end of the day, I'm going to move on to somebody else if they don't come through. Because I found this really, really dope girl named Miss New Woman. I don't want to call it girl, not disrespecting her. Lady, woman, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but um, her name's female. Miss 
female. That might be disrespect in 2020. So I just want to be like, maybe, yeah. This person named Miss Nouveau. <laughs> no, there's no disrespect. She's amazing vocalist. She's a beast, and um, I'm gonna unleash her on this project. It's gonna be crazy. She's she's gonna be a force for sure. But anyway, yeah, and we're not gonna bite anybody um, lyrics either. We could try not to. Well, you know, if you need somebody, man, the Sugar Hill Gang is sitting around <laughs> for sure. <laughs> they got some, they got some rhymes that they ain't spit yet. So they yeah. would definitely get on this project. Those dudes probably waiting for somebody to. Hop. They're like, "Hey, I need you guys." And then they might. Yeah, they're just sitting there <laughs> in the queue. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I think one of them died, so he oh, he's, he's laying. Yeah, he can't he can't be on it then, unfortunately. The other ones yeah. though. I don't know. Yeah, let me see. I think I think one of them died. Let me see. Yeah, so I think I think one of the guys from um Gang that you know what? Yeah, November eleventh, twenty fourteen, it was Big Bang Hank. He um he checked out. Rest in peace. So yeah, there so they're up yeah, there he, in age, aren't they? He was fifty eight. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was fifty eight. So So they gotta be um they probably should be sitting somewhere retiring, living off of royalty checks. Hopefully yeah. at, at this point they got some management to get them some money for you know, sampling I don't know, their stuff now, maybe. They all done moved to Florida. Yep. <laughs> moved to Florida. Yeah, he, he Yeah, he actually died in um Inglewood, but that was in New Jersey. So yeah. if he moved to Florida, he came back. <laughs> <laughs> came back to die close to home. Yeah. I, I'm never moving. Well, I I do like Florida. I wouldn't say I never move in there, but it's just things that have to change there before I move there <laughs> again. Like, I don't know. Like school systems, things like that. Big things like that. Yeah, yeah. I Man, I ain't never been... Really? Never been to Florida. Man, the next time you're on your way home, just keep really? driving. <laughs> just keep driving another, what, eight hours or something like that, and then you'll be there. Bam. Yeah. Take it. Where is home? I live in Kentucky. Uh, well, I'm, I live in Virginia, but I'm from Kentucky. So it's oh, okay. What part? Georgetown. Okay. Okay. I have no idea what I said. But <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Lexington. Have you ever been? Yeah, I've, I've been to um, Louisville. Okay. Okay. So Louisville is about an hour west of, or uh, yeah, hour west of where I'm from. It's just north of Lexington, where I'm from. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. I've been. We stopped in Kentucky one time. Um, like I said before, to get some chicken. Because, <laughs> you know, okay. fried chicken. <laughs> but um, it was trash, actually. Yeah, I, you know, stay away from the colonel, man. If you want fried chicken, go somewhere else. Yeah, but you expected in Kentucky it to be the best fried chicken of all time. But it wasn't. It, it, we, I've had better KFC in, like, Maryland or something. Something just like a random place. But, yeah, I don't know. But you should definitely go to Florida, though. I mean, Florida has so many great things. So many 
beaches and like beaches. <laughs> Don't they have that Ken- that uh, Kenny Rogers fried chicken restaurant down there? Kennedy's fried, yeah, yeah. Kenny's fried. What was chicken. it called? Isn't Kenny's it Kenny? fried? Yeah, Kenny's. Kenny's fried. I think chicken. it's Kenny's. Kenny's fried chicken. No well, roosters. I actually have some. Um, you got some chicken now. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> what? I don't know what he said. I don't either. He's gone now. He's gone. He's going to get some chicken. He went to get some chicken. <laughs> Ken, hey, no, I'm here. Kenny's here. Is that, yeah, you're back. You're back. It's it's roosters, isn't it? Kenny's is that place here in town. Yeah, it is. No, I, said, I thought I had some. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I had some um, some Papa John. Some Papa John's. Because Papa John is from Kentucky, right? Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's a good. I, I yeah. had no idea. I think he started in Shelbyville, Kentucky, if I remember right. Uh, um, I don't know. So the original Papa John's is there. I have no idea. That's legit. I'm ahead. I want to go to the original Chick Fil A. I've been. It's in Corbin. Oh, it's good. No, it's in, it's in Corbin, Kentucky. The original the first Chick-fil-A. one ever. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you said KFC. Oh no no Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A is in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I actually got invited to go to the um, original Chick-fil-A. Did oh, you know? that's impressive. By who? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a red member of Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> okay. I actually, I actually had a I had a commercial with Chick-fil-A last year. That's true. So they sent me a lot of perks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a national commercial. That's true. I forgot about that. I told you this man's legit. Does a lot of different stuff. I remember I was watching YouTube yeah. one day and it was like I know his your voice I know your voice forever. It, your voice came on and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Jay real? <laughs> I was like, what in the world? This dude is on a Chick-fil-A commercial. <laughs> I think I text you like right after that thing went off like, yo, yo, I just heard you commercial and then you was on TV. It played it all the time. It's crazy. But so Yeah, man. I, I- Actually had a it had like um one point six million views on YouTube. So, yeah. so you can get us yeah, then, free can you get us a sponsorship from Chick fil A on Around the Record? Please. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to know. You this the sponsorship right here, man. <laughs> that's true. Make sure you get you some of those get you some of those nuggets, those waffle fries, and um uh you can't you can't uh go wrong with the cookies and cream milkshake. I'm gonna tell no you no whipped cream cherry on top. I'm gonna tell you what's good from Chick Fil A, the new chocolate brownies. Those things really? are clutch, man. You gotta get one. I'm telling you, they better than their cookies. Better. Than I don't ever cookies. try anything anything new when I go to Chick Fil A. I just get I get the spicy club with bacon and fries, and that's what I get every time. I mean, you can't go wrong with that either. Hmm. But you gotta try the, right? the, the brownie next time. Try the brownie. I'm up. I'm up to try the brownie. Yeah, it's if you like brownies. I might do that tomorrow. Do it, man. Those brownies are good. Do it tomorrow. They're like perfectly like chocolatey, you know? And, you know, I can't explain it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong with it. And I hope Chick-fil-A hears this because we really do want to get that Chick-fil-A sponsorship on this Around the Record podcast. But go to Chick-fil-A, people. Go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> get that brownie. Go on Sunday yeah, if you, you want to. 
You just have to wait until Monday morning. That's right. Sit there in the parking lot. Are you going to get some Jordans or something? Just stand out there in line. But um, anyway, who you got, Mike? <laughs> Are you done with Sugar Hill? Yeah, yeah, we done. Bam. Who you got, Mike? We la- we lasted we lasted longer on Sugar Hill than they lasted as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the truth. <laughs> All right, so I got I did uh, Love Bug Starsky. Whoa. DJ Lovebug Starsky, who is actually credited with coming up with the term hip hop. He sure was. I was going to say that, but I knew it was your dude, so I left it out. <laughs> Sweet. So, Starsky was born May 16th, 1960, as Kevin Smith in the Bronx, New York. And he grew up listening to, uh, to R&B and different stuff, and he started DJing. And uh, he he got his his first DJ gig at age eleven in nineteen seventy one, um, and he he started doing de- small stuff, some part you know parties and stuff like every DJ did back then. And uh, he and his friend DJ Hollywood would rock hundred and fortieth hundred and fortieth Street block parties, and Lovebug was the first artist. To both rap and DJ, and according to B Boy Mr. Wiggles, he he was also known for coming up with the phrase "hip hop shawap da bop." <laughs> Man, that's so... trash. <laughs> hip hop shawap da bop. Wow. <laughs> so uh, Love Hook Starsky uh, eventually became the house DJ. At the Disco Fever Club in 1978, and he also DJed at uh, the Renaissance Club and the Harlem World Club. Uh, the Harlem World was a, a club known for DJ battles. And his popularity grew in the, uh, in the scene, on the scene in, the, in New York in the 80s and was featured in 1984's Beat Street, a film about graffiti, b-boying, and DJing that would become a cult classic in the hip-hop world. Love Bug Starsky and his friend DJ Hollywood also became known. Um, I already said that. <laughs> I was it, it. I was reading off my thing, and it says became known as the 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 found the started the word hip hop. I already said it. They started the word hip hop. The story goes that they uh, one of their buddies was going off to the army, and uh, they were they were he was DJing at a party, and uh, he kept going hip to hop to hip to hop and making fun of. Uh, the way they'd march in the army, you know? Ah. Uh, wow. That's pretty interesting. You need to change yeah. the name of hip-hop now. I don't like that. It's kind of trash. Like, it needs a <laughs> it needs a better, like, how hip-hop was coins. Like, he was in the street at gunpoint, and, I mean, you know, a beat came on. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of nothing. But... And he hip topped on out of there. No, no, he was he was making fun of the army <laughs> or something about the dancing or something. I don't know, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I guess. I mean, wow. it, it definitely brings an odd like it, you never think about that. Is it because the beats yeah. made people move to a rhythm like the army dudes, or was it just he was literally just making fun of the army dudes and, and said hip hop? No, the hip hop was was the marching. It, it, you know, like. Uh, left, right. Uh, what, what do you? What do you? Say? Yeah, yeah, left, right. Instead of saying left, right, left, right, he was saying hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Wow. Yeah. And it's uh, like 
I would have never thought about that. <laughs> no. That's that's so that's, so, that's so trash. <laughs> so Starsky, uh, he recorded his first single, "Positive Life," at the Taster uh, record label in 1981, which is a a, Brit- a British group. Um, a British studio, rather. Later, he recorded the song for the soundtrack for the 1986 film Rappin, which was released on Atlantic Records before recording his first album, House Rocker, on Epic CBS. Uh, this featured, uh, that album, House Rocker, featured his most successful single called Amityville Horror House, Amityville Hill House, Amityville The House on the Hill. The, the third one's right. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, which one? <laughs> Amityville or House oh, of the House? The Whore House. The whore house. <laughs> that's also known as playing. Uh, Amityville. That's a different movie. That's a different movie. But I was about to say, he, he made he made songs with uh, Megan Thee Stallion way back then. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Her grandma and dropping it like it's hot or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's messed up. Uh, but <laughs> the song Amityville was a, it was a, it was a parody song. Uh, it was referencing supernatural activity especially movies but it was about the obviously about the case the defeo family you know where rob was it roland defeo murdered his whole family and everything at the amityville house um but the the track reached number three in the uk and um it hit number 20 on billboard's hot 186 man i'm gonna tell you something about the uk before you go on the uk needs to get some mad props because they know good music before the United States knows good music every single time. You know, they listen to everything. They don't care. They, they are always trying new stuff every time. Like they're great. Them and, and like Asia, China, probably not, not just Asia, but China, China and the UK, they embrace music before it's popular. And then the United States grabs it later on and then it becomes the new thing. But the UK is like we already knew that was a new thing. You guys are tra- late over there. I mean, yeah, gotta get them. Even some respect. Australia, even Australia, they're always they're always charting things there before they are here. Yeah, definitely. But it's like it doesn't become like big until it hits in America. Unfortunately, but yeah, yeah. Sweet. But yeah. So, uh, Lovebug Starsky um, and world-famous Brucey e. B would also work together on the rooftop roller rink in Harlem during the 80s and 90s. Um, and he, at that point, he was just kind of DJing. He did a lot with DJ Hollywood, his friend. Um, but then Star- Starsky died of a heart attack in Las Vegas on February 8th, 2018, at the age of 57, while moving speakers out of storage into his apartment. He had just recently um, relocated to Las Vegas where he was going to start playing out there. You know, uh, it was a new scene for him. Right. And he died. I guess his heart Uh, was hip hop. Yeah. Uh, He was survived by his mother, Martha Bose, two sisters, Kim Shaw and Karen Rivers, and three three daughters, (laughs) Tiffany, Chantel, Tiffany and Chantel Williams, and Brianna Smith, and three granddaughters and a grandson. Oh, man. So that's that's the whole story of Lovebug Starsky. He's got some pretty good tracks, um, and the Amityville one it is it's it's kind of hokey, you know. It's a parody. It's 
it's the rap version of Monster Mash, pretty much. The hip hop version of Monster Mash, yeah, pretty much. But it's catchy. Did he die? Um, rich? Did he? Did he end up? Did he make money from his uh work art, or did he? Was it the same as the other guys? I mean, yeah, he definitely had money. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot because he wasn't. He never really made made it big. Gotcha. You know. It's crazy how that seems to be the same the case for every so far, every single pioneer we mentioned, none of them were able to capitalize on their success, their, their, in their initial success. It's like they all ended up um just being <clears throat> like all I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they're icons, but sometimes I feel you, like you though know, it's Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I was just—I was gonna say that I'm—I'm—I feel like that it's like Jerry Jer- was saying earlier that like you don't anytime you're a pioneer you don't really get the success or the credit that you deserve. Like look at pioneers in other genres. Look at the Carter family. Yeah. Look at AP Carter died poor. Look at um in that same vein. Look at Jimmy Rogers. He died poor. Their families didn't. Their families, no. Their families made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool Herc, it says look, he died with $3 million. His net worth was $3 million for Cool Herc. Um, so I guess that's not bad. No. As the founder of something, though, you imagine a founder, like, I mean, you know, you expect a founder to, to be the richest person of the whole whatever it is. Um, I don't expect that at all. I would I would think the opposite, actually. To be the least richest person? Man, yeah, the founder, tough. the person who starts something, they're never going to make it big. It's the people who take their work and improve upon it. Those are the ones that are going to make it big. That's tough, man. I don't know. I feel like that's true back in the days before um, people were more business savvy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like um, for instance, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is the founder of Facebook. That dude is the richest, you know what I'm saying, person for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I guess these guys just came at the wrong time. Yeah. Well, and Facebook too, like that's I mean, look at, but look at the guys who who started YouTube. <clears throat> the reason why like Zuckerberg is is rich off of Facebook cuz he still owns it. Mm-hmm. But the guy who started YouTube, they sold it to Google. And, oh, that's right. You know, so that's true. Yeah, Google took it to another level. They did. I wonder how much they made. Cause now they probably pissed. I think they got like, got like three million or something like that. Wow. I would have put in three million now and a percentage for the rest of my life off of how much you make. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's what. I, that's that's what I think. Um, Steve Jobs did when he sold uh, Apple the first time. It was mm-hmm. like he was still like making money off of it, and it's, it's some guy I can't remember his name, but some guy who's like, who like was one of the executive producers of uh, The Simpsons. Like he hasn't had anything to do with the show in years, but he's still like listed every time in credits, and he makes money off The Simpsons. Nice, hmm. man. He's been making money for that's a lot smart. of years. Yeah, that's that's yeah. smart to do that with The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I see it right now. YouTube, Steve Chen. Jawad, Karim, Chad Hurley, so YouTube to Google, 
Uh, they made a bunch of money, though, for $1.65 billion. But I still bet YouTube is worth way more than oh, wow. right now. Let's see how much YouTube is oh, worth. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be worth more than that right now. It's got to be. YouTube's worth. Uh, How much YouTube worth? It won't. It, it 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 won't even. They probably won't even. Don't it won't list it. It's not listed. <laughs> YouTube list. has an unlisted member. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess it's all attached to is Google now. One? Huh? How much is Google worth? Because they're attached to YouTube now. So. Well, all I know is, I it doesn't say Google stock. In 2018, Morgan Stanley uh, pegged YouTube's value at $160 billion in 2018. Bam. Google, I just found it. Google's net worth right now is $1 trillion. Woo! <laughs> wow. That's, uh... So we got to develop something and sell it to Google. Um. I don't know something. This podcast, Google. If you're out there, Google. I'm just playing on that, that stuff. Come buy our podcast. <laughs> we'll sell it to you for much cheaper than 1.65 billion dollars for sure. Much cheaper. Yeah. But we kind of want to stay on the air doing it, so we don't want to buy it from us. Just do the thing. But you no, can I, own it <laughs> as long as we get to keep doing it and get the money. Facts. But no. I was going to say earlier about hip hop. Um, I believe that hip hop actually, even though we said it started in like the seventies, you know what I mean? I believe hip hop started in the thirties. Um, and, and it, it could have been even before that, because I know that a lot of um, African, they used to do a lot of spoken word in old African um, religious rituals, things like that over like drums. So if you really want to go back, I guess that's where hip hop started or rap started. It just wasn't, we didn't have love bug there to coin the phrase, you know, to coin the term. But, um, yeah, yeah. in the thirties, there was, there was like quartet groups that we all know who used to, um, make the music with their mouths. And then the lead singer would pretty much rap, to the music, you know, to a syncopated rhythm. That's like in the 30s they were doing this. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, hip, cool, hurt, whoever it was, even the Jamaican toasting, they were all influenced by this way early on um, culture of music, Jubilee style of singing um, that just, I guess, evolved into hip hop. That we know today, modern hip hop. Um, so pioneers, who knows? The true pioneers. <laughs> yeah, well, like any genre of music, it's gonna st it's gonna have its or genre of anything, it's gonna have its beginnings somewhere completely different, and it's gonna evolve over years and become what it is today. Yeah, I guess it's like. A true, I guess, a pioneer has to always give respect to whoever they were influenced by because mm -hmm. I guess it's like you're you're always you're always gonna be a co-pioneer. Yeah, 
Because even those who are credited with the pioneer, like they had to get their inspiration from somewhere. Especially in hip hop, when like like Jay Real said, they're sampling other people's already recorded work to make yeah. these hip hop yeah, beats. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I guess without without other people's having ideas, there wouldn't be hip hop. There wouldn't be beats. Initially, anyway, now it's different, but back then it wouldn't it wouldn't have been beats to even rap over. So, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. You know, the one interesting thing about it, and it used to be, especially back in the 80s, um, you know, when, well, of course, like, you know, 70s too when hip-hop first started, but um, it was all about the DJ. The DJ was the center, and then, and then the DJ would find different rappers that come and rap to to what they were they were playing when they were DJing, and now it's like you have the D you have the rappers with their own personal DJ. You know, it, it it was that's why when you had like when you look at a lot of the older groups, you know, you had Eric B and Rakim, yeah, you had um, DJ Jazzy Jess Jeff and the Fresh yeah. Prince. You know, the DJ was first. Yeah, you know, because it was it was all about the DJ and what the DJ did. You know, but, that makes sense. DJ and it's like then. a, I feel like it's a lost art in modern hip hop. Not like in the world. DJ and is still. I mean, DJ and is huge, but I feel like you don't see many rappers now um, with DJs. You know what I mean? Like, like on their yeah. albums, maybe maybe at their show. You might have a DJ spinning if they don't have a live band, but yeah, it's like well, you, you don't see many famous DJs either anymore. Like there's DJ Khalif, but there's not many more. Yeah, and I don't even know if he even if he's even considered like a traditional true a DJ. True, yeah, he's yeah. just the only one that I can think of with DJ in his name. Exactly. Yeah, so you have like DJ Envy or, or Clue or somebody like that, or you know, yeah, that's true. DJ. Radio DJs and whatnot. But like you said, you know, as far as as an artist, you know, it's very rare. You may have the the, the one hit wonder DJs that may come up with something like a DJ Snake or something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Marshmallow. Just He's put a out DJ. a little song here, in DJ Webstar. You know, now that yeah. you mentioned that, you're right. DJ and DJ and now has actually because Silas is really into um, pop music and he loves Marshmello, um, who's like probably one of the most famous DJs right now. Um, I feel like it's gone away from hip hop. Like DJ and is now more of a of a dance music deal, techno, yeah. EDM, you know, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're the DJs that are making money off of still being DJs, and it's big. Well, I I think it's I think it's kind of I think it's kind of translated, you know. Whereas the DJ used to come up with the music because they were sampling other records or playing other records and using the beat breaks, like uh, uh, Cool Herc did. Yeah. You know, now you have producers who are creating the music, whether they're sampling it or, you know, playing music from their own instruments or whatnot. You know, so it's. I think it's just a. It's just translated from the DJ to the to the music producer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Even though you got like DJ, DJ Mustard goes by DJ Mustard. He does. He's a producer. Yeah. That's true. Well, and the DJs almost like they're still doing what they were doing the whole time. 
Yeah, they're 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 DJing. there at the parties. They're doing they're being a DJ. Yeah. Whereas the rap, it, it's like the hip hop just kind of emerged out of that and took its own path. Yeah. Because honestly, you need a DJ, man. Like a party isn't a party just playing the radio. Like it, it's not yeah. the same. It's not the same vibe. It, somebody who was sitting there feeling the vibe of the crowd and giving you the music to keep you going. That's not easy. It's really not. And I'm sure, you know, Jerry, you do it all the time. I mean, it's easy for, I feel like it's easy for a DJ to kill the vibe too. <laughs> the wrong song will kill the vibe. Like <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I tell people that all the time when I'm trying to book gigs, you know, it's, it's not about just having a guy with some headphones on, two speakers, and, and a computer. Like it's 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 more to it than that. It's actually knowing what song to play, when to play it, how to bring it in, and and it's not all about scratching or mixing it. Sometimes you drop some, sometimes you you mix some in, sometimes you just um you know you stop the crowd and and warm them up and 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 bring in a song a different way. You know so yeah. It's it's an art to it, you know. Yeah, because I guess oh, yeah. we, we could actually say that DJ be, DJing is the beginning of hip hop. I mean, yeah. Before before yeah. there were even rhymes on the beats, it was just a DJ spinning hip hop tracks, and yeah, because because you had the b boys uh, break dancing to what the b boys to what the DJ was playing. Yeah. So the DJ would play the music. They give you the extended beat breaks, and the B boys was just dancing and dancing and dancing. And then you had the the MCs, you know that's why they called them MCs because they were the master of ceremony. They would come in and and kind of just talk and talk up the DJ. Oh, this DJ is dope. My DJ is that. You know what? Like like um L Cool J said, "What's my DJ's name? Cut yeah. creator." You know they they would big up the DJ. Run DMC did a lot of that too. Yeah, you know, that's Jam true. Master J. You know. So, um, you know, that, and that's what that's what the role of the MC initially was. And then it became more of, you know, check out my lyrics versus right. uh, check out this DJ. MC took over. Mm-hmm. I guess they got uh, they got tired of being in the background. And yeah, I mean, you're the one with the <laughs> microphone. You, can, you control the, the flow of everything. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's why Salt and Pepper and Spinderella never they don't get along anymore. They never really gave yeah. her a shine. She's in the background spinning the beats, but and there's not too many female DJs. We, you know, now I'm thinking about that, that's like a um, no, not a lot of very popular ones. I mean, I can think of. I really can't think of a, an MC like DJs now. Um, but I don't know. That's something. That's probably a good topic to bring on a podcast too. Female DJs, give them a shout out. Female DJs, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know of any. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, be. I, I know a few. I know a few locals, but not not real popular female DJs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a shame. Women are have been oppressed for years in every single field that you can think of, <laughs> and it's a shame. But um, man, this was a good. This was a good podcast. Pioneer series. 
Pioneer series. I learned a lot in this one. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. Yeah, before. I definitely think we need to continue this. Yeah, definitely. I'm ready to see what the, the 85 to 90 is gonna be like. What what artists? I already got my artist for 85 to 90 though. Um, probably yeah. my my favorite. He he's he's my top. He's in my top five rappers of all time. That's something we got to do too. We gotta we gotta do a top a top ten list on these. Wait, hold up. I was I wasn't rapping it from eighty five to ninety though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were you were barely born eighty five to ninety. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was born eighty four. So yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, we, I was we were, barely talking. Man. We were like babies. We, we <laughs> but yeah, my nah, my favorite rapper outside of. My main man, Jay Real, is in 85 and actually, yeah, definitely 85 to 90. No doubt. And people don't put him where, I don't think people put him where he should be because of the music he started making later on, like in the 90s. But um, the dude's skill, his skills are crazy. So I won't give it away, but whenever we do it, it's going to be a good one. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> you probably do. I think he's un- he's underrated to have so much longevity too. But yeah, I definitely know who you're talking about. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but you know what the funny part about it is every time I think I know who you're talking about, I throw somebody out there and you be like, "Nah." <laughs> so, I'm probably I'm probably wrong. I don't know. We'll see. When we do the 85 to 90. Now, you probably right though. This dude, this dude in my opinion could literally be the GOAT. I mean, if it wasn't for um, Eminem and Jay Z and people like that coming on later on. Um, he he might and he might well be the top DMX, you know, coming on later on. So I don't know, but um, yeah, Pioneers. I'm excited. Um, I kind of want to take a stab at who I think it is. Who you got? Who who you think it is? Oh man, I, I want to say LL Cool J. Oh yeah, that's who it is for sure. That's who it is. This is okay. It's yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, the dude is undeniable, undeniably one of the greatest of all time. Like his talent is undeniable. Well, his he did have an album called Goat. I think he was the first one to use that term. Yep, he did. He had. Yeah. I think he has a tattooed on his arm, doesn't he, with the microphone or something like that. But hmm. and he he trans he his he reminds me of Aerosmith, where. Every decade, he reinvents, not really reinvents himself, but he doesn't get played out. You know, he never, well, now he started doing movies and stuff, but he was hot in the 80s, he was yeah. hot in the 90s. I mean, yeah. So I feel like he's he's much more known today for his film and television work. Definitely, definitely. Like, but people still got to respect him. Because this, the other day, actually, some some young rapper... I think disrespected somebody. I forgot what I got to look more into it, but LL did a tweet, a tweet and was like, you're going to make me come out of retirement or something like that. And like, I guess do a diss track or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I love LL. The fact that he was able also kind of to keep, kind of kept it kind of uh, clean in his career too. You know, he didn't yeah. go yeah. too crazy. Um, I appreciated that. And then he made songs for the ladies. He made songs for you to like, you know, vibe to when you with your lady. Kind of like that Barry White, Stephen Curtis Chapman feel. 
<laughs> yeah, Stevie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> he, oh my. He definitely had those vibes. But uh, that's gonna be the 80, 85 to eighty nine, eighty five to ninety is gonna that was be interesting. Cool. What? Go ahead. What's, what's interesting about it, I was I was talking I was talking with Fabulous right, mm-hmm. and so he we were talking about like how like LL like other than like he kind of invented a genre and I never thought of it like that until Fab kind of put it that way. He was like he kind of invented a genre like like to make songs that's like that like about females but not in a nasty way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when you think about songs like that, like. Who has as many songs like that that's just consistently hits? Yeah. And Fab, that's, that's kind of the lane that Fab kind of went in also. You know, he started, you know, putting out records like that. That's like about for females. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. You think nobody really, really did that? Nah, you know? nope. Never right. thought of it as Yeah. Nobody could. Everybody was afraid, I think, to lose the street cred. Like, because people kind of look at LL now like, oh, he's just singing for the ladies. You know what I mean? Like, and he kind of had to come out. But he like, still got that. Yeah. Because I think cannabis, yeah, cannabis when, when tried to come at him. Yeah, when he needed to get down at cannabis or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, you know, he still would get down. Definitely. You know, and that's that's the thing. Like, um, you know, I mean, I know Drake tried to kind of be in that lane with Drake is soft, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fab is, is is the same way. You can make a song, you know, what I'm saying talking to the ladies, so into you or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying then he'll come back and be be street with it. You know, that's true. I, you said Drake. You're right. Drake has definitely taken some pages out of LL's book. He, I think he really has. Cause you see how Drake will try to battle sometimes to keep his street cred, but he's singing all the time. He's but singing it, for the ladies. Yeah, Drake is just—he's just not authentic. Like, I, like he just—you he, just don't believe him. You True. know what I'm saying? Like, as far as the street goes. Yeah. Cause if you think about LL, like he he kind of came out street. Wait, I think he's gone. What? <laughs> Came out with records like bad. I know he had like the Mama said knock you out, adding all that. Yeah, and him him being from Queens and stuff like that, and, and then Fab being from Brooklyn. You know, what I'm saying when he first came out on on records like um uh. uh even the gangs and stuff like that, you know, but, but on, on, what's, it's just like, eh, it's not a Drake thing. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. Canada. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Canada, everybody's polite in Canada. Everybody's polite in Canada, man. But, um, nah, this was, this Hello? was, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm I mean, still, they, they make milk, they make maple syrup in Canada, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> They do. I like maple syrup. What is hard in Canada? They make, they make syrup. They got hockey. Only pancakes and stuff, man. Canada's got hockey, man. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I guess in in, in Canada, you know, the, 
hockey is a oh, man. We got hockey here. We talk about. I'm just saying that's hockey hard. Those dudes crazy in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> they missing teeth. Exactly. Those dudes ain't no jokes, man. That's that's the hip hop of Canada. <laughs> hockey players. They don't mess around with with hockey, man. They're no all about it. No doubt. Just crazy. But anyway, man, it's been good. We're gonna go out and end it before it gets too long. <laughs> um Yeah, right. it's been great having you, man, John Real. Yeah, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said John Rule? <laughs> what? what? No. <laughs> ja Rule. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Ja Rule, one of the greatest. Ja Rule. <laughs> nah, Ja Rule is the softest Drake. Get out of here. <laughs> hey. Now we can we can debate. We need if you want to do a, a hip, we do battles on it on this podcast. If you want to pull Fifty Cent out versus Ja, Ja Rule will win every single time. <laughs> he will win every single time. But I want to hear that debate. That's a great debate. I, I'm ready for. It. I'm ready for it every day because everybody's always hating on. You know something like crazy I heard today, before we get off. Soldier Boy versus Nipsey Hussle. Um. Everybody is saying that Nipsey Hussle is a bigger legend than Soldier Boy. Hmm. We, don't, we don't have to go into it now, but I completely I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I disagree with that that whole thing for sure. Soldier Boy is an icon. Um, he dropped the first hip hop music video yeah. on YouTube. I mean, that dude is a legend for sure. But um. Anyway, thanks for coming on, J. Real. No doubt. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you got you got respect, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, appreciate y'all having me, man. Anytime y'all want to want to get together and and talk a little boy hip hop, man, and and all of that, man. I'm I'm always down for the conversation. Definitely, definitely. It's been it's been it's been oh, real. Yeah. It's been real. It's been J. Real, as you would say. J. Real. Yes, I mean, sir. you also he has he has albums. You still yes, got sir. stuff out on. Uh, on iTunes to people to download or stuff like that, or did you take them off? Yeah, do you? Yeah, I got. Do I you have any? I, I got a couple records out there. I want to say on um, iTunes. Um, you know, I was going through the catalog recently, man. I got like, you know, probably enough for a whole album of, of records that we just didn't put out yet. You yeah, know, and you know, not to be egotistical, but it's better than a lot of stuff that's on ready now. <laughs> but um, do you do you have anything now that you want to promote? Me. Um, no, no, not not that I want to promote. I mean, I got I got the one record, um, "Sip of Your Love," uh, that was produced by um, uh, Greg. Uh, LG, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's fact. And that's I think that's I think that's that's still on iTunes or stuff now. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, I don't have anything that I'm I'm promoting right now. But it's coming. But if you're looking for a DJ, I'll keep That's true. He's he's gonna be on my new project, and we he he's got probably gonna do a new project himself. Um, very soon too. It's no doubt. Um, yeah, it's coming. But um. Yeah, I got I got some I got a lot of a lot of ideas I've been writing and um you know this whole this whole twenty twenty has just kinda just kinda taken me in a different direction. But um Reach. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. You give me two <laughs> months, man, I, I give you a classic album. 
Yeah, we're just waiting on this pandemic to be over so that we can um, be get together. Even like for this podcast, we can get together and do it, and so we can get together on some music like we used to do and knock out a knock out a project. That'd be good. Yes, sir. But um, so what you got, Mike? What's the spiel, man? You know. So uh, yeah, so uh, as always, y'all know you can contact us and voice any questions, comments, concerns, just whatever you want. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. You can find us at Around the Record Podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram at around the record podcast 